And now it's time for the Neighborhood Leafs Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Phil. And I'm Dan. And we're coming to you live for a Game 1 recap. Dan, Leafs won Game 1. What are your first impressions? First impressions are honestly... Like elation, You're, I'm just so elated that the Leafs actually won the first game. It's kind of you know we were just talking about it off the air. It's the first time in 16 years. It's almost like I wonder if um, that's kind of why there's always a little bit of negativity heading into the playoffs with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, well, I think it's a Toronto thing because like the I think last year in the playoffs the Raptors broke a streak of I think it was six or seven series in a row where they lost Game One too. So I think it just having to play catch up in a series is something that we were just used to doing. So the idea that we are up one nothing uh, and you know not firmly in the driver's seat, but right. at least we have somewhat of advantage is new territory to us. Yeah, because like, they say you're ne- like you're never in trouble till you lose a game at home. Yeah. Right? So are the and that's what always what was got talked about after the Leafs would lose game one. Yeah. So are the Bruins now automatically in trouble? See so yeah, again, I I think especially considering before the game started, I was like, "Oh, at least they're either going to win a close game or they're going to lose six to one." Like, right. like I, I, I think uh, I'm able to keep a pretty level head here. It's great that they won. I'm happy. Uh, am I, you know, going to go and change my prediction about what, how the series is going to go? Not quite yet, right? Because one thing that we probably can all agree on is that Boston is going to be coming back uh, really, really. Uh, Intensely in the next game, they're gonna be want to make a push. They certainly don't want to be going 0-2 going to Toronto. Right. Uh, so yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm optimistic. Uh, I, I I'm less anxious about where the series is gonna go. Uh, but there's still a lot of hockey to be played. Yeah, I think the Leafs automatically realize like now like we're in a series. And I mean Brad Marchand's comments to today talking about how I think maybe we thought it was gonna be easier than it was kind of speaks to where their the Bruins mindset will be next game. Yeah. So, you know, if we look back to our, our preview we did a few days ago before the series started, uh, a few of the like, X factors and big things that we saw in the series that we, we predicted would be uh, talking points in the series. One of them was how the Tavares line would do against the uh, Bergeron line. Another one would be the difference in, in special teams, right? Uh, the other one was the forward depth and how that might impact. And the other one was how the Boston defense would do compared to the Toronto defense. Right. It's kind of crazy to think about, but I really think the four points that we described were the four differences in, yeah. in, in the game. Uh, the other one that we had talked about was Freddie versus Rask. I think Freddie was incredibly consistent. He was really, really reliable, and he stayed calm. I don't think Rask had a bad game. No, he by played great. Story. I mean, they hung he, him out. They kind of hung him they, out to dry. A couple they, breakaways. On exactly. The like, yeah, he didn't look the greatest on the Marner uh, penalty shot, but <laughs> who was going to? Yeah. And, and yeah, he allowed a uh, five-hole goal by Nylander, but you know what? He didn't allow any other goals that were. You know, he didn't allow any like stinkers or anything like With, that. And so I actually read up on the breakaway. So uh, I guess a new thing for a lot of goalies is when they see a player coming in the way Nylander did and going to go glove side, they automatically put the right leg down the way he did. Yeah. So Nylander looked at the glove and then immediately shot a five-hole. So yeah. that's more 
kudos to Nylander, I guess, for knowing Rask's tendencies. So, I mean, unfortunately for Rask, it's like, yeah, you look foolish, but the, the player just beat you on that one. Yeah. And the Marner breakaway, oh my god, I remember watching it, thinking, oh, oh crap, like, he's in too close. And then for him to pull that little shift at the end and pull it to his forehand is just... Well, the, the way Rask froze, I almost thought, like, Marner had done something illegal on his approach and they had blown the whistle right. and, like, the play was dead. Because, like... Yeah, he froze. Like, Joe yeah. Bowen, his call said, you know, his jock strap went into the corner. Yeah. And, and, like, he didn't move enough for anything like that to happen. <laughs> like, he just, he froze, and it wasn't even like Marner went around him and then tucked him mm-hmm. back in. He he froze him, and then there was half the net open for him to slide it almost, Yeah, it almost seemed, like, too good to be true for, for, I don't know, for lack of a better term for it. Yeah. So, let's go back to those four talking points, Dan. Oh, yeah. uh, so, the first thing that we talked about was how the the big lines would match up. So how Hyman, uh, Tavares, and Marner would match up compared to the Bergeron, um, Marchand, and Pasternak line. Uh, How did you think that they did? Well, I mean, based on the outcome of the game, there's no way of saying that they didn't do great. They seem to have just shut them down. They took away their time and space. I don't know if it was so much the, the line versus the line as opposed to the defense, Muzzin and Zaitsev, really shutting them down. Uh, Zaitsev with that huge breakup on the like two on one, three on one yeah, kind of rush. That, that was a, that could have been a big like turning point, right? Because that could make it what two nothing, I think, at that point. Yeah, right. So like that almost, if you're a Leaf, like that puts the game away, right? Knowing the great of a team Boston is, um, but I mean, you got to give it to Tavares the way they shut it down at the end of the game. The yeah. Leafs finally proved that they could close out a game. Yeah, and like if you look at what they did over the last six weeks, there was really maybe that. A game against the Islanders where they they played tight defense for the whole game like that. Um, I, I I think the Leafs did a great job, specifically that line doing two things. Uh, when they could, they applied lots of offensive pressure on the Bruins defense, yeah. which then made that Bershon, uh, that Marchand Bergeron Pasternak line play a defense in their own zone, which is good because you keep it 200 feet from your own net. And the other thing they did is they did a great job coming back and, and, and giving lots of outs and short passes for the defensemen when Bergeron and everyone was on the, on the ice. That being said, Zaitsev did have a few cookies where he, specifically in the first period, where he made some really, really tough passes and that ended up right on the stick of the Bruins players. Yeah. Uh, but... Wasn't that one too where I think he tried to clear it like up the middle again, but it yeah. hit someone like right in the ass and the guy dropped his. I can't remember the Boston player, but he teed one up. And, yeah. Well, again, that, Anderson that, was there though, right? Like that's where you need your goalie to bail you out. Yeah. And I, I think overall they did a good job, even though maybe they weren't getting the puck out as efficiently as we'd like them to. They did a good job of keeping the Boston players to the outside. And because of that, Freddie was able to make some, sa- some saves look pretty easy. Um, Pardon me. Um, the other thing that we talked about was the special teams. So power play, penalty kill. Uh, so just to summarize, uh, Boston was two for one for two, uh, and the Leafs were, I guess, zero for one. Uh, but in the end, it ended up being with, with a shorthanded. It ended up being uh, one to one in terms of uh, power, uh, special teams goals. Uh, so that the first goal that Boston scored in the power play to me, I found to be kind of frustrating uh, because it was exactly the mirror play that Marner and Matthews did over and over again at the beginning right, of the year. Right. Play, it was opposite side, but normally Marner winds it up on the right side, comes in, does a little fake shot across the seam, 
to, to to Matthews, who's on the left side, gets it in past the glove. It was like just the mirror image play. Was, yeah, beautiful play by um, by Marshawn. No, because if you're Anderson, you gotta respect his shot. He's you know he's put up a lot of points this year, over a hundred. And I think that I mean you and me were looking at the play last night. It, it unfortunately is Kapanen's guy. Yeah. Right at the top, you got to be head on the swivel, looking back and forth, and he you can see him staring at Marshawn, wondering you know what he's going to do instead of just spinning around and taking Bergeron. Right. So, you know, good job by Boston. And I think yeah, exactly. And considering there's less people uh, on on the ice, right? You you, you can't cover everybody. No. Right. And this is I was watching the game with my wife yesterday, and. Uh, one of the Boston players was on the power play and just, you know, he had the puck on a stick and none of the players were skating at him. Right. Right. And she's like, well, why aren't they trying to get it from him? I was like, well, he's on the outside. He's chilling over there. Right. He's taking away the passing lanes. He's not really a threat when he's, right. when he's out on the boards. Right. So they did a good job of doing that. Um, we had talked about one of the things that Mike Babcock did really well this year was putting Marner on the PK. And, and didn't that just pay off right it, there? It, it in did space? pay off. But just the way like you, the second that puck went off DeBrusque's skate, shin, whatever right. it was, and that puck was just lying there, everyone on the ice, on the bench, in the stadium knew what was coming because Marner was gone, right? And, and, and like he had enough time to steady the puck, right? And what could have actually been a super dangerous play. It was almost like a stick yeah. slew foot. Yeah, he pulled um, the back of his feet out. Right? And, and you know, DeBrusque... You know, unfortunately, no. Again, he's yeah. trying to do anything to right. not let Marner score, um, and you know he kind of got his karma because he went flying the boards and you know almost hurt himself. Uh, but set up again. What we already talked about was a beautiful, beautiful shorthanded breakaway. Haven't seen that many of those. Uh, in Unless the we watch what the night before, where Tampa Bay opened the playoffs with a shorthanded beauty. So, and I think that if you are the Leafs and. We like we are very matched up with Tampa Bay. Like we play very similar styles. That was an amazing goal that they scored. The first goal of the playoff, short-handed breakaway scores. Almost the almost identical. That the Leafs are right. Play your offensive guys, let them have their chances, and you the does the Bruins do the same thing? And you will score hopefully more goals than you're scored upon. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So the third talking point that we had highlighted as a big thing was going to be the forward depth. Specifically when it came down to uh, down the middle and the centers. Uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting about the game was if you look at the minutes, Matthews played a lot. He didn't have any points, but he was on the ice a lot. He hit the post, too. Oh, yeah, I think he had two posts, yeah. and I think the line together had um, like 10-plus shots. Uh, I think they played really, really well. He was noticeably good, right? He it's was not noticeable. like the opposite of sometimes he's played where you don't notice him and you wish he did more. He did enough. Yeah, and, and I think... Babcock didn't really worry too much about line matchups, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of rolled his lines, and uh, I think because of that, you ended up with some nice even play. Uh, and Matthews got a lot of chances. Uh, a few times, other lines were caught, out, caught, caught out against the Bergeron line, but we have now two defensive pairings that we trust. In theory, three uh, offensive forward groups yeah. that, that, that we trust, and... Um, I think that allowed us to not get caught up in, in, in the matchup game and just kind of focus on, on the least game last night, which was which was speed, which was puck pressure, uh, and surprisingly, a, a, quite a lot of hitting. Yeah, 
And I think a telltale sign that the Bruins respect the Leafs a lot more this year than they, than they did last year. One, I know someone asked Bruce Cassidy, what's your biggest, I guess, fear or thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Is he said, you know, they're one year older than they were last year. Mm. And then for him to not dress David And Krejci. one Tavares and Muzzin yeah. more. Too. And they, like, those are two huge pickups, but to not dress Krejci, who he trusted all season long, who turned himself into a bit of an enforcer, then to healthy scratch him in favor of a younger rookie who's faster. Like, I think that, in my opinion, that, that says a lot about what he thinks of the Leafs is I'm not going to intimidate this Leafs team by putting a big, tough guy in the lineup where I'm, I'll, I'd rather play a young, skilled rookie who can skate with these guys because it's going to be one up and down the ice. Mm-hmm. Like the hitting, the Leafs aren't afraid. You see future friend of the show, Moore, lay out Zidane Chara last night. Like that shows that the Leafs are going to go after them all, all series long. Yeah, we want to be your friend, Trevor. Yeah. Um, and, and by Krejci, you meant... David Backus, right? Sorry, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah super. No, yeah. So, like, uh, once we finish talking about uh, uh, the defense, we're going to get into some of the key points that might change for next game. And, and I think David Backus will come up in that conversation. You think he because, comes back? Uh, well, you know, let, let, let's tease that and save that for a bit okay. later, Dan. Um, before we finally move on to uh, to the defense, just to close out, we talked about forward depth. So, how nice was it to see Nylander get a goal? Oh, I mean, and that beautiful, like, I watched that a few times. Like, that was an amazing pass over a few sticks from Kadri from his own hash marks. Yeah. And, and like, I don't know where I saw it, but they highlighted the fact that pass and the four Bruins players that it goes through. It was beautiful. It's quite possible that I made a math problem about it in my class today. Nice. Um, It was... (laughs) Teacher Phil. Yeah, you know, I try to... I may, may have shoved my Leaf fandom down their throats today four times by making them watch the highlights. And then when they asked me to watch any other game, I said, no, you will watch the Leafs win and nothing at all. Because we don't watch the Leaf no, highlights when they lose because right. we don't talk about the that. the Leafs don't lose. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another thing, and you already mentioned Trevor Moore uh, and the big game they had. I think he did a good job. There was a great video going around today of him just laying out yeah, Chara. And apparently I didn't, I, I didn't see it during the game. I don't know if you did, but I guess it was caught off camera. Yeah. And like uh, Steve Dangle was talking about, I think it was there's a 11 inch, 68 yeah. pound difference between the two, and he goes flat. And it's like, a big hit, and he goes awkwardly yeah. into the boards. Like, like that could, you know, hopefully Charles okay. You know, you never see guys hurt, but that could that is the type of hit that you lay in the game one that in game seven has an impact. Yeah. Yeah, and again, we're, we're talking about Chara, so let's use that as a transition point to get to the uh, our fourth point, which was uh, the the different defenses. Uh, what did you think specifically of Chara in the game? For the first time, and and I think his whole career, he actually looked slow and out of place. You know, he was great with his stick, which he kind of always is, but he was also, I don't, I want to say like overly dependent on his stick. There was lots of. Things that he would not get away with in the regular season that he got away with. Oh, like it was a the, the, the cross checks. Oh, and yeah. like the, and the Leafs did a great. Aside from from when Will, William Nylander took that penalty after getting checked, um, Leafs did a good job of just like taking it and like you know keeping their focus in front of the net. Yeah, you know, check me, check me, check me, super. Yeah. Well, you know what? You would have checked me. I'm going to go around you and then get this rebound. And right? I was thinking about it early on in the game. It was exactly that because the Leafs were kind of just whatever. Like Char's going to let you out. Yeah. There's no one on the Leaf team that can step up and take Chara on. So it's almost like, I wonder if the game plan is don't poke the bear. Because when he gets angry, like yeah. there's, you're not going to fight him. He's going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah. You might as well just leave him because I, I, you know, the, the coaching staff would know more than we do if there are games where he seems less interested that he's not as effective. But the games where someone goes after him all game long and you piss him off, then all of a sudden you give him a reason to, to elevate. 
Yeah, uh, that's very true. I, I, I think when it comes to Chara, I think their idea is actually to hit him as much as possible. Because right. like you already said, he looks slow and out of place, right? Momentum, if you want to get all scientific, is mass times velocity. Right. Right. So even if you're bigger, right? If you get hit by something smaller but a lot faster, right? right you're the one who's going to fall, which is what happened with Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore is skating at a high speed, right? Zeno Char is sitting there. He's a slower to stay standing there at six yeah. foot nine. <laughs> Check. He goes flying. Uh, in terms of the other Bruins defensemen, I thought the Leafs did a great job just pressuring them. Yeah. They had way too many turnovers in the uh, defensive zone. Tory Krug did not look like Tory Krug. He had a few plays where, you know, he dipsy and dangled and kind of got some pucks on net. But other than that, in the defensive zone, I thought it was a big issue. Uh, and uh, I think it was maybe Craig Button who was talking about, like, there are coaching things that Bruins can do to adapt for next game. The things that they can't do are... There's no bringing in any more center. Right, the coach can't. There's no, play there's the no game. bringing it. Like there's no more bringing in any more speed down the down the middle. There's no bringing in any more speed on defense. Yeah, it's, the, it's just not there. The Bruins so, have to play to that, like make up for their deficiencies in other ways now. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't know how they, like I don't know how they do that going to game two. Yeah, how are you going to slow the Leafs down? You kind of can't because. You know, you hold them and hook them. They they will call penalties. Yeah. Uh, so before we fully commit and talk about the next game, I'm just curious, Dan. What did you think about the Leafs' actual defense? We already spoke about Muzzin and um, Zaitsev a little bit. Uh, what do you think about the other four defensemen in terms of uh, in terms of Gardner and Dermott and then Riley and and Hainsey? Well, I think uh, Babcock did a good job of matching defense with offense. So he let Hainsey and Riley do their thing, and then yeah. he almost he protected Dermott. He was coming off an injury, and he let seem like Gardner play in positions that are going to get Gardner confidence, especially, you know, there's no way that he wasn't nervous heading into game one. And he was. And to be honest, I thought of all the Leafs defensemen, Gardner was probably the most underwhelming one. Yeah. Uh, He he did have... He made safe plays, though, right? He he did have a huge defensive play in the third period where where he saved what looks to be a sure goal. Uh, I think he had a few few giveaways that... But again... A tight-checking game like that. If you think about it, again, a lot of nerves and... uh, Emotions are high in a game one like that in Boston, an arena where he's he, he's had trouble before. Uh, and again, he, he's playing, what, his second, third game yeah. after being away for so long? He played amazing. Based right? on what we So relative to that, it's okay. So, you know, let's let's change the pace, Dan. Let's look more towards game two. Um, let's look at, first of all, let's focus on Boston a little bit. What do you think Boston might do in the next game? I think they're going to come out hard. It's going to be a lot tougher of a game. There were times during the first period where I was watching whistleblows and there were little kind of shots, right? They yeah. try and piss someone off. And I think that's going to really step up next game. So you, you The th- gloves you, to the face to Tavares. To, to so to you really think they're going to try and you know maybe be a bit more imposing, try and get but a bit not, more... And I think that'll come after the whistle, though. Okay. Okay, so I guess if we're going to talk about the Leaf perspective from that point of view... One of the things they talked about going into the game was keeping things in between the whistles. Yep. So that should still be, you know, from an ego point of view, it might be tough getting challenged like that and not facing off. But the Leafs are going to want to try to stay out of those mind games, right? Yeah, because it, it is hard. Like, it is hard. One of the things I was thinking about before the series was, is Marshawn, does he revert automatically back to playoff Marshawn? And he did not last game. He and, he, and he said that he wouldn't. Because, you know, he can't take penalty against the Leafs. And he said all the right things. But now does he think... I might as well lick somebody. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right? Maybe. And because he's the pest that helps the Bruins almost elevate their game, piss everyone else off. 
Like, what would it be like if, like, you saw... It is the worst thing in the world to have someone in your face like that all the time. Oh, I'm sure. But, you know, you have Marshall lick someone, and then, you know, you have Mitch Marner lick, lick him right back. When... <laughs> and then, obviously, what would happen is that Marner would get a penalty because, yeah, you know, sure. you can't touch you bad Marshall. Um, uh, yeah, so... Catch your retaliate. Wouldn't it be weird if they both wanted to lick each other at the same time? That'd oh, be <laughs> And then everyone just stops. <laughs> it would just be so awkward that like no one does that ever again. It'd be like that scene from Dodgeball where like the two people look at each other and lady in red. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, sorry for singing on the podcast, guys. That must have been terrible. Uh, anyways, um, so if we want to go and talk about, so we, you know, we already highlighted the physicality might be a, a, a bigger thing. I think as an extension of that, uh, we're going to see special teams play an even bigger role in game two. Uh, I think there was three, maybe four total penalties called, depending on if you count the penalty shot to be a penalty. Yeah. Um, in game one, uh, Boston was one of the most heavily penalized teams in the league. So I, I think that if there's going to be a bigger emphasis on physicality, you're going to see a bit more power play. But there. I think, uh, so apparently before the season, and I didn't know this until I read about it, that the refs have meetings with like the teams and coaches. Yeah. So they tell them what they're going to be looking for. So I think after game one, if, if that's what they're looking for, then it'd be very dangerous of the Boston Bruins to play that game. Yeah, and I think Chara got away with a lot. Yes. In terms so of what much. he did with the stick. And there, there was a few times where I was like, oh, this is a little bit of interference. That was a cross check. That was yeah, a Yeah, they chip it by. Like, he took that one penalty. Right. And the, 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 the one, I think, was I think was Hyman. Like, where, you know, it kind of ended up in his feet. And you knew Hyman was gone in a breakaway. Right. And, and it was like, again, it was blatant. And the funny thing is that you had all the Boston fans who were like, Boo. oh, you're booing <laughs> and telling the ref to fuck yeah. off. and. I was like, oh god, you know, for a bunch of people who've been to like fourteen parades in the last fifteen years, these guys are really jaded. Like, you know, it, it, it's you guys are getting outplayed in one game. It's not the end of the world. Um, yeah, but I'm curious to see uh, how the, uh, you know, how how the power play and everything like that goes. And I think um, at the end of the day, though, it just it comes down to Rask, and I think he'll play his what might be his best game in the series next game. Yeah, and like you know, if we're, we're going to shift to goaltending, you know, not that Rask had a bad game, but I think this game too is the swing game where a, a goalie could really impose themselves. Like uh, I think the shot totals were really, really close. I think it was thirty-five, thirty-two, or something like that. I see you might you might see a more Boston-heavy, uh, just because they're going to have a bit more energy and a bit yeah. more jam. This is the ser- This is the game that if Freddie really wants to impose himself, this is the the, the game for him to steal. Because you know, if you can go up 2-0 going back to Toronto, and you all you got to do is win one of two at home, and you're commanding. Not even that, but you need to win two of five games, yeah. right, for the rest of the series, and and three of those games are going to be in your building, yeah, I right. Agree. So, so I, I think that would shift so much pressure onto Boston, and especially for a younger Leaf team, with every victory that they get, they are going to get more confidence. Um, so, if you were to make a prediction, Dan. Next game, do you think that Cassidy continues to go, trying to match up the um, Marchand and, and Tavares lines? No, I think I think I think Tavares is proven based on, and I don't know why Cassidy thought that beforehand that it'd be a good matchup. But Tavares has proven throughout his life that he's he can match up against the top line. I think you want to get him out against Matthews. He is still, I don't know, younger, maybe more impressionable. I don't know, but. He didn't have the greatest game. He did have a good game, but maybe you put Bergeron out against him and just just beat Matthews tonight. Yeah, That's you know, I point. think it's really a pick your poison situation because yeah. I I agree with you. I, I think maybe they're going to try and get away from that matchup a little bit. Um, I think that 
Matthews' line mates are, are pretty suited to, to supporting him in terms of going up that big matchup. Both Kapanen and Janssen have a ton of speed. They do. I do not aren't afraid to physically mix it up. So I think if they put their minds to it, they could execute the same game plan in terms of putting a lot of pressure on, on the defense when they're in the offensive zone and then coming back really deep and trying to cut off as many passes as they can in the offensive zone. But then if you're Cassidy, you're thinking, I just need Bergeron to get that one try. Right. That one more, like not on a power. I know he's going to get a power play look. I need him to get one five on five. Right, which, which is great. Yeah. But... If that's the case, now you have Tavares, Martin, and Hyman playing against the Krejci line. Yeah. Right? Which, considering the Bergeron line wasn't able to contain Marner and, and Tavares right. and Hyman. So so I, I think one of the things we talked about when the Leafs originally signed John Tavares was the fact that this matchup situation, this matchup nightmare that would be created. And through one game, and in the conversations going into game two, we're already seeing that. Yeah. And I think like after game one, the Leafs are the better team. Yeah, well, I think... And, and the Bruins need to prove otherwise. Exactly. Right? And like, I have no doubt that Boston will, will step up and we will see a, a different, more motivated Boston team. Uh, I do not think the Leafs are going to be overconfident or intimidated, though. I, I think their experiences over the last several years will uh, keep them grounded, right? Yeah. They understand, hey, we played one good game. We have the last six weeks to tell us what happens if we don't play like that again. Yeah, they sucked. Right? And they got spanked a lot of nights. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really, really excited. It's going to be a fantastic sports day. I, I'm going to be, you know, up and uh, up, up and about tomorrow. I don't know if I'll be able to actually, you know, couch it all day long. But between you have, like, Saturday moving day at the Masters, 5 o'clock Raptors starting their postseason, 8 o'clock at least in Bruins. Like, that's, that's, that's a good TV day. Does it not? So... And I know, like, as Toronto fans who are all listening, we've been almost extremely negative around our teams for a long time. The Raptors have been doing great, but never get over the hump. The yeah. Leafs can't get there. They can't beat the Bruins. Does it start to feel like with the stories behind it, Marlowe and his first cup and Anderson recovering and Gardner maybe leaving the team on a Cinderella thing? It, I don't know. Like, I, it felt way more positive after seeing the way they played that is this becoming a team of destiny? Are we going to get this, the... <laughs> The city thing that Boston gets, the the you know New England, the Bruins, the Red Sox. So is this finally the year that the the Raptors go deep and and the Leafs can get past? I'm not saying win a Stanley Cup, but like give us that hope that Matt Sanin brought us. Yeah, well, again, I, I you know I, I think for the sake of our mental health and I guess heart health because I got real anxious watching that game the yesterday. Palms are always sweaty, right? I, I think we can't get too far ahead of ourselves, but. I think we saw yesterday a, a, a blueprint uh, for how the Leafs can be successful. And, and when you combine that with the fact that we saw Tampa Bay lose a game, yeah. right? We saw um, wow, which was a crazy game. Which is a crazy game. Well, you know, you've seen a few. You've seen a lot of unpredictable things already happen. Yeah. Uh, who knows what might happen, right? If I know we're a Leafs podcast, if we want to jump over the Raptors, I think the Raptors have been building and building, and they've been disappointed many times over the last few years. But really, ever since we got Kawhi, I don't think the the NHL has the LeBron James in your way that the NBA always had. Yeah, right. Just for the Raptors, obviously. Then Golden State's another story. Right. But. I think really the city of Toronto sports wise has been on fire since we got yeah. Kawhi, and I, which is cool because I was actually so I think Kawhi the trade broke at like two a.m. Right. I was in the Dublin airport, so I, I, it was literally the best thing that happened to me in right. July. <laughs> right. Kawhi getting traded, and. 
I got married and went on my honeymoon that week, right? We were like on our way to Italy and like we stopped in Dublin. I turned my phone on and it was like, quack, 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 quack. It's pretty nuts. Uh, but yeah, you know, Dan, you hit the nail uh, on the head. I, I think we have to embrace at the minimum the next two weeks yeah, for believe, what it's worth. Right? Belief. Right? Belief. Being a fan is about being passionate, yeah. right? It's about, you know, inspiring and dreaming for, for, for bigger and better things. So the Leafs have given us reason to believe. We can be uh, optimistic about how things are going to go. They've shown us that they can win, right? I, I hope that they, you know, can string another 60-minute game together. And, you know, I'm going to caution future Phil and future Dan right now that even if the Leafs were to get blown out 6-1... to It's still 1-1. It's still 1-1, which, which is a happy place to be. Uh, before we wrap things up for today, Dan, uh, one player who you think maybe will play a, a big role in, in the next game. And just because we know Freddie can steal the game, yeah. let's not pick Freddie. Okay. I think that from each team, it'll be Kapanen, big game for the Leafs if they're to win, and Marshawn. Marshawn. Like, okay. He put up 100 points. He's had the best season that I've yeah. ever seen from him, besides yeah. the, like, the little World Cup that he put together. Yeah. Um, but I think he makes a difference to the Bruins or Kapanen, who plays special teams for the Leafs. Okay. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Matthews. And again, they play on the same line. So again, I guess Kapanen had success, Matthews had be success. Yeah. But you know, if I were to predict a storyline for what's going to happen in the next game, it's going to be that you you are going to see the Marshall line try and be more with Matthews, but because of all the speed Matthews has around him, I think they'll do do a, a, a good job. And I think a few of those posts that Matthews hit in the last game end up going in. So nice. I, I'm thinking he gets uh, at least two points in the next game. So you think Bruins win or Leafs win? <sighs> to be honest. Uh, if how I see this series going, if I were to make a prediction right now, again, I don't want to jinx it, right? I think the Leafs are going to win the next game, right? And then you're going to see essentially the reverse of okay. the series that we've seen the last few yeah, like times. the Bruins come back So the Toronto. Bruins split at, in Toronto, and then they win the game back in Boston, and then we end up, like, I still That's think... game six, I, I, I still think the game sweating. is... I still think the, the series is going to go seven games. Right. Uh, but... Uh, you know, you know the least, right? They gotta find new ways, yeah. new interesting ways to torture their fans, right? So I think uh, the Bruins win two one. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, uh, again, all, all I'm hoping for is is a close game, and uh, just hoping that I, you know, I have a nice sturdy place to sit, and that you know, no one talks to me too much because I'm kind of a dick when I watch the Maple Leafs because <laughs> I, I I just want to push people away, and I get tunnel vision, and I, you know, aside from the occasional tweet or whatever it might be. Um, I'm in the zone. I'm the same. As you know, when I watch the Patriots, I wouldn't even watch the game with you. So. Yeah. Let it be known that if the Leafs lose to Boston, it's because Dan's a Patriots fan. I, for the next three weeks, I hate the Patriots. Okay. Super. Okay. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Just there kidding. we go. Just kidding. There we go. P.S. Best April Fool's joke ever when yeah. he said I'm going to retire. Okay. Uh, we almost talked about Boston. Positive note for a second. Uh, okay. So, guys, uh, that's it for us today. Uh we're going to try and do a little post-game, pre-game show for every game. Uh, so hopefully, maybe we'll be able to record something else again on Sunday. Uh, as always, you can uh, interact with us on Twitter. I noticed Hockey Twitter is a little bit extra busy these days for some <laughs> reason. So you can find us on Twitter at FriendlyLeafsPC, uh, on Instagram at FriendlyNeighborhoodLeafs. And uh, as always, guys, uh, I'm Phil. And I'm Dan. Well, thanks for stopping around the neighborhood, and we'll, we'll see you around, guys. Go Leafs, go. Everybody's feeling good. Listen to the name of